0: We have a lot of fear at the front line, especially with our frontline healthcare workers in the midst of battling COVID 19, that they will run out of their personal protection um, equipment. And so, Canadian labs are heeding the call that the prime minister put out, and they are starting to address the demand for medical products desperately needed. Uh, there is a university. Um, in Ottawa, the University of Ottawa, rather, that has a lab that is uh, heeding the call to help, and they are using their 3D printers to print face masks and face shields, rather, and also they're working on a prototype for a ventilator. Please welcome to the program Medea Sheik Hassan, who is one of the managing uh, managers at the Center for Entrepreneurship and Engineering Design at the University of Ottawa. He joins the show right now. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I I think that so many uh, people are fascinated by the idea of a three D printer, but we don't understand them. Can you give us a quick idea of how these work and how you're making face shields with the three D printer?
1: Absolutely. So basically, a 3 d printer work in a way that uh, the ink the ink component of a printer is a plastic filament or any filament from different materials, and the nozzle heats up to a certain level that then we can build one layer on top of the other. So in our case, we're actually using 3D printers to make a piece that would go across the forehead of the person. And then the, the the clear part that comes on the face is other filaments that we use uh, that we kind of modify the sizes. So it could be acrylic board or maybe polycarbonate. So something that's kind of see-through. Um, so within our center, we have kind of heard about what's happening globally. And we thought that we should take an active step to truly understand what does the healthcare professionals need and how can we help uh, so we can produce uh, protective equipment and devices that will help the system.
0: I understand you're working with physicians from the Ottawa hospital and your engineers are working with them in collaboration to design, in fact, an improved protective face shield. Can you speak to the collaboration and how that works?
1: Absolutely. So uh, we have been in our centre of entrepreneurship and engineering design at the Faculty of Engineering has uh, been chaired by Professor Hananis for the past many years. And we have done lots of collaboration with different community members and groups. Uh, so we're no strangers to collaborate with physicians on different projects in the past. Uh, so now it just, uh, we just that we out our contacts and we ask them, how can we help? And we opened up that line of communication so we truly understand what are the needs, what are the standards, what can we do to help this case? We definitely and what have you changed? Um, well, we, we're kind of testing the different issues now. We're looking at ways to kind of get them approved and to understand the needs and the quantities, of what can we do to be able to help that case? So... We're trying to build that collaboration and partnership with both physicians, but also community members who are makers and engineers and designers to to kind of facilitate that process as much as possible.
0: I know these uh, these doctors and physicians, they are really super busy. So uh, I, I, is most of this happening via email? Are you having quick uh, video chats with them, conferences on what needs to be um, uh, part of this design for the protective face shields? How are you guys communicating to make sure that you're um, keeping in mind that their time is limited
1: uh, yeah absolutely uh, so definitely the um, the, the social distancing component is adding an extra layer of struggle to even us operating internally. So we have to do lots of our uh, kind of calls and meeting and checkup. Everything has to be digital and online. Our facilities have really one or two people using it at a time. So uh, we make sure that there's enough distance between all the staff members. But at the same time, all our calls are actually digital and online. We try to organize kind of uh, delivery and pickup at some time, but it's mainly digital, mainly online. And um, and I think the response that we got from many healthcare providers is that although they're busy and overwhelmed now with the amount of work that's being done, they still recognize that this might be a potential kind of uh, issue that they will face in the future, especially that we have heard about many stories of what happened in many countries, like Italy, for example. Um, so we're trying to make the most of everyone's time and try to be efficient in our communication as much as possible and try to kind of put that actionable action plan that we can act on whenever needed.
0: How many 3D um, face masks can you uh, make or face shields can you make um, in a day?
1: So uh, in our center, we actually have uh, lots of equipment and, and larger spaces. So we can roughly easily make between 70 to 100 a day face shield Uh, So that's the capacity that we have, but we're still working in collaboration with them. So we make sure that we're actually making and designing a face shield that is needed and effective. Uh, before we actually start that large-scale processing and, and scaling up of our production. Uh, but at the same time, we have actually put a call out to community members who have access to uh, equipment at home or at their workplaces, and many people have gone back to us who are willing to do those parts from home, uh, and, and we can organize kind of a system for drop-off or, or pickup uh, while kind of minimizing any interaction between people. Uh, so we put that, that call in the community, and we have received Lots of people um, and of responses for people who are willing to help out.
0: So they have the specs. Eventually they'll get the specs and they'll be able to produce these en masse with their own 3D printers.
1: Yeah. So 3D printers kind of understand certain files of a certain type. Uh, and once you have that type kind of design, you can just share it with anyone who has a 3D printer. And if you kind of use the same filament, same nozzle size, that's easy to replicate the same design across different uh, printers. Uh, so we're trying to basically make sure that our design is, is optimized, and then we can share it with those who are, who are interested to make their own shields uh, yeah, and collaborate. we're kind of talking to different makerspaces and communities across the country and even in different countries uh, so we can learn from each other, but we can also share the knowledge uh, in case anything were to happen in any of those communities.
0: Okay, what kind of protocol are you putting in place to make sure that the face shields that you're sending out actually haven't been touched by somebody who might have the virus, might have COVID-19, be unaware of it because they're asymptomatic? Absolutely.
1: So, uh, like I said, we're not definitely the expert in, in when it comes to sterilization or decontamination of products. Uh, we are trying to internally in everything we do is that we're maintaining you know, uh, as much of sanitization as possible. A uh, big part of it is that when we will provide them to healthcare professionals, we're actually in talk with them now to understand the process of decontamination that they have in their own hospitals. So we make sure that the materials, the supplies we use, and everything else will match the standards, and then they can... They, you know, sanitize them within the hospital itself. So, like I said, we're still looking into this and we're still trying to understand the exact mechanism so we can we make sure that everything we do is, is keeping everyone safe.
0: Nothing's free. So what's the cost of one of these 3D-printed uh, face shields and um, who's going to incur that cost? Yeah,
1: so definitely nothing is free these days. <laughs> we are, uh, the cost is, Based on our estimation, it, it could be between, you know, 6 to $10. We are not 100% sure about the exact cost as of now. Uh, we are looking to kind of look for fundings, potential donation, or kind of support to the community members to help us uh, offset some of that cost. Uh, so we are looking actively... Uh, to, to find ways to, to kind of get some money coming in now so we can actually purchase supplies and we make sure that we get everything on time. My um, turn to,
0: to could you turn to a, a thing like uh, crowdfunding? Is that something you're maybe thinking about? Actually,
1: uh, all options are open on the table. Um, we have, within our kind of small team, we, have, we are dividing our, our tasks and forces. So everyone's looking at something. So we make sure that we kind of have all the ideas on the table. So crowdfunding could be a possibility. Uh, there's lots of kind of grants available now that we're trying to understand, and we make sure that we actually qualify for them. Um, so so we're trying our best, to be honest, and we're trying to um, build collaboration and partnership and understand what. The physicians want. So we make sure that we're, we're adding a value and an impact. It has been definitely a learning process for all of us as we're going. And, and we're trying to make sure that we um, learn as much as possible. So we're ready in case anything were to happen.
0: It's a big job. And I think you're doing great work. I want to ask you with the minute left that we have, uh, you're also working on a single ventilator that could be produced within two and a half hours. What is the timeline on on something like that? Yeah,
1: so uh, we're working on our kind of uh, first flash second prototype at the moment uh, with some of our design teams, so Justine, Mo, and Simon are kind of designing different uh, parts of it and trying to test it and understand the mechanism and what's needed. So it might take us a week or two to actually get that kind of initial, uh, you know, minimum product kind of done so we can test it out. Uh, But we are trying to... Like I said, we' as we go in that process, so it's not early stage at the moment, uh, but we definitely have a basic prototype. Uh, it's not only really functional, but at least it does part of the mechanism needed in the. G:
0: Medea, I want to thank you very much for your time. Uh, it's incredible work that you're doing, and I'm sure that the healthcare workers, our frontline workers uh, feel a lot more secure that they' are very smart people working on their safety. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.